This is episode 113 of G.I. Joburg. It's a rather intimate setting this evening. You're joined mm-hmm. only by Steve, myself, and... Cujo on the West Coast. <laughs> Actually, Steven, before we get going, I have a confession. Uh-oh. Last episode, if you guys are marathoning, merely minutes ago, Steven challenged me with the Strato Viper versus Wild Weasel. <laughs> I was not ready for that battle at that time. I am now. I actually want to do something real fun, just up front. Make a case for Strato Viper. I'll make a case for Wild Weasel. We'll put out a vote on our social medias and see what people say. You feeling that? Oh, yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, go ahead, Steven. Uh, make a case for the Strato Viper over Wild Weasel. Wild Weasel's tone of red makes him look like a lollipop. His head is oversized, and while it's not a failing necessarily, uh, you can't help but mourn the fact that for a fighter jock, he can only look left and right, (laughs) no up or down. For a named character... The figurine is remarkably characterless. You can't see his eyes. You can't see oh any God. piece of flesh whatsoever. He might as well be the bog standard Aero Viper general type. Killing me. Flip the script to the Strato Viper, however, and you've got a exceptional sculpt. I mean, it is so, so detailed. The grey is a very deep shade. It's got that royal red which doesn't look plasticky or like candy. It's got a tampo patch uh, which pairs the figure to the vehicle, the Night Raven. Uh, And that's done in a unique colour which you don't find on the rest of the the figure. Uh, It's yellow. You're going patch over maps? The maps uh, on the knee boards... Well, yeah, I guess I am. I mean, I suppose it speaks to the fact that Wild Weasel is a rather traditional aviator in a very low-tech aircraft. You know, let's face it, kneeboards are pretty outdated in a, a modern cockpit that has head-up displays. Uh, but what I what I want to close on is you might say that Strata Vipers have no character and they're sort of a, a mass troop. I would urge you to... Uh, Take a look at one of the latter episodes of the Sunbow Run, where we're introduced to a Strato Viper named character who pulls off the Strato Viper helmet to reveal a very attractive olive-skinned woman called oh, Raven. Okay. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. All right, that's not bad. I'd take her over uh, underdeveloped pilot character any day of the week. The microphone is yours, Cujo. Thank you, brother. And that was tasty. You're clowning Wild Weasel for having candy apple red or whatever that stuff is. Dude, your dude's wearing a red G-string. I mean, I'm just being honest. That's not right. Well, it ain't a dude. We've established that. And uh, what's wrong with a female in a G-string, Curtis? All right. All right. I'll take that. <laughs> oh, G.I. Joburg gets misogynist. Oh, dear. Does Strato Viper have an ascot? Maybe. <laughs> Yes or no on this one, because I'm not looking at him. No, Strato Viper does not have an ascot. Ooh, first chink in the armor. 
Let's go with the helmet. Like, you've talked about Cobra Commander having a beak. Where is Strato Viper's nose? Like, is that Voldemort? What's going on? That was for my girlfriend. Jeez, you have done some prep. Mm-hmm. Opened the floor up to your lady. Okay, last but not least. I agree. Red, but you have the Red Baron. I mean, that's that's who Wild Weasel is. And he's got Shakedown. So, I mean, you know, he's got a good story. But uh, if you could put Wild Weasel in a different color that would make sense for you, what color is that? Uh, I've got to say I like contrast between figures and their vehicles, which is why I am a fan of uh, Gyro Viper, for instance. Mm. No one expected a tan Cobra Aviator. Nice maps. Yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> Point taken. Uh, similarly, I've got uh, no problem with the green used for the, the Aero Viper, the Condor Pilot. Okay. I think that's quite a handsome figure and notoriously mustachioed. <laughs> or is that a goatee? Can never decide. So, uh, the contrast that exists between a red, red wild weasel and his deep purple bird is cool. I don't know, man. Maybe a deeper red or or a, a rust-colored uniform. Um, just that particular I, shade of red is quite eye-popping because it's quite plasticky. <laughs> let me save you from the wolves. You said deep purple. You mean deep blue. Mm. Yeah, no, I think uh, if you came out with a wild weasel in matte black, I don't mind the big head. I like the big head. But we'll put out a poll and just have fun with it. You know it's anonymous, so you're not stepping on anybody's wild weasel toes. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to salute you as I pass. Are you serious? Right. Is the is is the rattler <laughs> blue and not purple? <clears throat> uh, is this a real question? I feel like I'm getting trapped. <laughs> I don't. I don't, and I have not ever beheld or held the original rattler. No kidding. No. Huh. So it's blue. Your hand has never had the pleasure, huh? <laughs> Shocking. Yeah. Well, I mean, my hand, my 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 um, sense of touch has. Has has held the sculpt. Uh, yeah. Rob Rob owns the fifteenth uh, anniversary. Uh, what did they call it? Warthog, the Joe version with the camo yeah. pattern. Yeah. Yeah, man. Tedious, but yeah. <laughs> I guess some <laughs> things aren't, aren't meant to be green, but regardless, in the dark, you can imagine that to be the the regular issue rattler. Uh, but that does leave me begging the question. What shade is that original color? What is it? It's, a, it's that dark blue. The same as the asp. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's all right, brother. Well, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I uh, I want a original rattler that much more. <laughs> it's a good toy. Damn, dude. That's a that's an episode unto itself. Uh, <laughs> you want to talk a little bit of current events? It's going onto the joke on uh, wish list, you know. If I see one. At a price that won't break the bank. <laughs> well, and in danger us of not making it back to our departure airport. <laughs> I only got one figure on my hit list. I think I mentioned uh, that figure last episode. Uh, but, you know, something else might jump out. Do, do you want to talk about conventions? I know it doesn't... You don't love when I talk conventions. 
Oh, don't sell yourself short, Cujo. Uh, <laughs> I I just have nothing to add to conventions. I think that's... Don't take my silence as discouragement. No, not at all. Um, it's just nothing happening down here, man. It's all happening down there, brother. That's why it's all going to happen in Chattanooga. Two, mm-hmm. Chattanooga. Chatta frickin' Nooga. Um, all right. I, I kind of do uh, comic media, not a whole lot, but uh, I don't like to corner myself. I was I was just kind of poking around the WonderCon website a month ago or so, and uh, one of the special guests just happened to be, you freaking know who it is, Larry Hama. That caught my attention, so I jumped on their press uh, registry. It was too late, but I could do like a wild card press. You know, give my information, then show up day of, and and you know, at their good graces, they let me in. So that's what went down. I didn't do any planning because I didn't want to have expectations about the day. And, and weekends are hectic enough in Southern California, so I was just seat of the pants. I go in. I couldn't have run into nicer staff. Thank you guys. You 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 kicked off that whole experience. Uh, cheers. I hope this finds you in some way. But they looked me over, and uh, I guess the stuff I had submitted uh, was good for them. So I headed in, and uh, I'm just going to do a rundown of some some people that I chatted up. I, I mostly stuck to Joe Media. That's where my mind was, obviously. But just before we get to the Joe guys, a couple names that jumped out to me. I uh, did, did you ever watch? Did you have Attack of the Show over in South Africa? No. Hang on. It does ring a bell, though. Well, it's it's where Olivia Munn kind of got her jump off okay. into into media. I just mentioned her name. She's not a reason why I watched it. Actually, that was quite annoying. Was it like a variety show? It started out tech savvy, and like before the it, before everybody had cell phones in their hands, it it like they had like the top five viral videos, which that's a hell of a time saver if you're just you know just a casual internet jockey. Uh, but they would they would review new like new stuff, new tech. Uh, they had a guy named Chris Gore, who did like DVD Tuesday or ah, I fucked that up, but he did review uh, DVDs. So he was putting on a Back to the Future panel. I didn't make it there, but I did cross paths with him. It was great. Just I just want to mention like if if you watch Attack of the Show, uh, stick around for 30 minutes of Diabolical this year. Uh, you're gonna hear some interesting stuff. Um, another name that I wanted to bring up was Sergio Aragonis. He, he's a he's a Spanish cartoonist. Um, I bring him up because, uh, hey, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow, man, if you're out there, a.k.a. Blind Master, they turned him into a Star Wars character in the original Marvel run, which you and I read back in the day. He was a cloud rider. He had that crazy mustache. Maybe you can see it. But uh, he was there at the con, one of the special guests right next to Hama. So I chatted him up. That was that was pretty amazing. And, dude, he drops – I go – well, I'm not going to say what question it was. But he, he started referencing Salvador Dali. Like that's how deep that guy runs. That was like – he's been in the game for like half, half a century. No, that's just where he gets his uh, facial manicuring tips from. You think? <laughs> You think those two didn't cross paths? Well, didn't you say he has a crazy beard? I mean, yeah, crazy yeah, it's legendary in the game. But let's keep this tight. Let's talk some Joe talent. There was a lot there. And, and like I said, I didn't do my homework. So every time I would see some Joe art, 
or something Joe related, I would kind of have to dial in and, and find out who the person was uh, in real time. First person, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm going to grab a drink. Steven, what are, what are you enjoying tonight, beverage-wise? Uh, well, given its scarcity in the Cape these days, it's a not-so-humble glass of H2O drawn from my tap. Uh, God bless. Long man lost. <laughs> nice. And, and congrats to you guys for pushing Day Zero back. Well, it's really thanks to guys like my old man. Uh, just this afternoon, we were digging digging up the garden to basically lay down a pipe running from his gutters all the way to a 5,000-liter tank. Uh, all right. And that is basically the way he's going to harvest rainwater from the roof of his house to tide him over for the next dry season. Uh, so the guys like that, just the, the, the sheer innovation of how to deal with a massive drought. Well done, Cape Town. Are you trying to tell me you're a thespian and you're also handy? <laughs> uh, I I think I'm more comfortable being called my father's appy. It's like, boy, get me the spade. <laughs> boy, <laughs> fill in this hole. That kind of thing. Teamwork, man. Makes the dream work. The first dude I come, I run into, has X-Men stuff all over his table. Did the X-Men cartoon, uh, storyboarded that. Uh, he goes by the name Larry Houston. At first, I didn't, I didn't know that name. I'm not, I'm not in every game. I'm just in one. But he was a producer on the GI Joe animated flick. And of course, when I saw that, I had to ask about the opening. You know what I mean? Why didn't you rather ask about Cobra Law? He must have sat in on creative decision meetings to uh, to take to take G.I. Joe there. Well, I'll take that criticism. My head was kind of swimming because <laughs> as soon as uh, basically the way I treated this. Oh, con, don't let me undermine you, man. Like, what did what did he say about that opening sequence, and how did you phrase the question? Um, I can't give that up, brother. This is hype for that podcast, um, which <laughs> which that should drop pretty shortly. I'm not going to let it sleep too long, so let's give it a week. But, Come on, uh, Trujo. He, what if I let this yes. podcast sit for a week? You oh, can have, you son of a bitch. You can have uh, First Blood on your other show. But <laughs> let's have it here, man. Don't don't tease the listeners. Mm-mm. We're gonna uh, Squid Nova, uh, my other my other team. We'll, we'll we'll produce that, but I'm gonna drop that in uh, GI Joeberg's uh, timeline with your with your approval, because um, it's it's gonna be straight. G.I. Joe knowledge like very few have uh, have have seen. <laughs> yeah. Um, but let me let me let me just keep going. Uh, when I asked him, I said, uh, you know, you did the G.I. Joe opening. That's got to be the best you did. Like, that's got to be the best thing that you did. Right. And I could tell that very few people have really poked at that for him. He lit up, dude. All I'm going to say is that. You know those people that when they laugh, you want to laugh? Dude had a great laugh. Like, I hope I get to interview him again. Um, next person I did not anticipate interviewing was uh, whew, a cover artist insider for IDW. Um, I'm going to call him Jamie Sullivan. He hasn't done too much Joe, Joe work. I think he's done one cover, maybe two. But uh, I just chatted him up. I, I said, you know, uh, I basically asked... Everybody in Joe Media that, or everybody uh, that I was chatting with Joe with, 
variations on three questions because I felt like, you know, if you had to get to know these people that were repping GI Joe in your world, like who are these people? So I tried to find out who they were through three GI Joe questions. You'll get that when you listen to the podcast, but he started speaking from the heart. I guess he had gotten to know Herb Trimpey from, as you know, from GI Joe. Uh, and they became good friends. Like you can hear it in his voice. They were. So that was actually pretty intense and, and awesome. Uh, he had my full attention. So after that, I kind of was ready to approach uh, the Hama situation. I think I think everybody can agree. I know there's many people in JoeNet that have uh, met Larry uh, and had dinner with him at different cons, that kind of thing. Yeah, so I, I walked up to his table. I didn't want to be a creeper, but I did want to soak up the scene. So uh, he was at the end of a row, and I sat across the way against the wall like people do when they're trying to catch some air at a con. Um, and I just kind of sat there, and I was like, you know, let me let me kind of catch up with what's going on here. Oddly enough, and I wish I could go a week talking about this guy, frickin' Aubrey Sitterson walks right by and doesn't see me or Hama. I'm guessing that he was uh, enjoying the con. Uh, it's a shame that he didn't he didn't catch up with Hama. Anyway, enough of that. Eventually, I stood up and I, I basically I was like, you know what? There's only one way for me to do this. Uh, Hama was there by himself, but he had a seat next to him. And I said, uh, "Hello, uh, sir. You know, uh, you know, I, do you mind if I actually just hang out? I'm Joe Media. You know, I flashed my press, all that." And he looks at me. And he's like, sure. Or he said, okay. And so I just sat down. I'm, I'm going to leave it from there because the only reason I brought that up, somebody else came up to the table to chat him up. And uh, this is, this life is so freaking crazy, guys. Uh, some, this dude, I just talked about him last week. That dude is Chris Rael, the dude that just got, uh, that, that just left IDW. He goes by, or he went by, EIC, that's Editor-in-Chief, CCO, that's Chief Creative Officer, just in case you, you're wondering how, how hard he rolls. Uh, so he, he starts chatting up Hama. I had to put it together because, you know, he they had the cartoon picture for his uh, avatar, and he looked like him, but I, I had to place it. So I kind of stepped away from the table, and as he was walking away, you know, I introduced myself, and I said, do you mind if I ask you a couple of Joe questions? He was actually pretty freaking awesome. He uh, he answered those three questions. You'll hear it. But uh, yeah, it. Uh, I, Curtis, I you've got to give something away, man. This episode cannot well, stand as hype for another podcast. Okay, the first question was, why is GI Joe still alive? Like, how does it hit? Why does it keep hitting? You know. One of the tweets I saw when I was at the con is, uh, I think Larry had a spotlight panel, um, and somebody at the con said, you know, I'm a 30 or 35 to 40 year old dude, and the same person, everybody in here is the same person. So like, the only people that really know who Hama is are, are the people um, that read his stuff with Marvel. Let, let me build more architecture around that statement. I, of course, I look at things. IDW had a, a, a like a real nice setup. They had like a, a spinning globe, all that shit. 
and I went by their 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 setup. They weren't repping any properties that you would think they would, including GI Joe. And GI Joe has had three straight sellouts, but there was not a, a a piece of Joe art or media anywhere to be found. I I have nothing to say about that. But my question was, why why is GI Joe alive? Why does it hit with some people, not with others? Is it the story? Is it the military? What is it? The next question is, who are you in the GI Joe universe? And the final question, I gotta leave for the other podcast, brother. I just do. <laughs> okay. But I will eat some quick crow. I, I said some words when I was talking about Rael last podcast. Even if I wanted to do that, it wasn't the time. You know, a con is about introductions. Rael was born in Long Beach. That's where I live. So I would love to do a, a more in-depth interview about just his run. I mean, he's done a lot in the publishing community. Let's see. Next name. Uh, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep the name out of this. I ran into one G.I. Joe cosplayer. That was Scarlet. It was a good costume. She rolls with the Cobra First Legion. I think that's a cosplay team out of Southern California. I'm going to look that up. If you know those guys, uh, rep them. Let them know we're chatting them up. Uh, she dropped probably the most concise answer to the third question and maybe the best answer. The third question that we're not going to get the privilege of, of hearing. Oh, well, geez, bro. you know, brother, you know, last dude, before we get to the dude, is uh, one of the deepest in the game. I'm talking podcasting, Joe on Joe podcast, just behind us with 110 episodes. How, how well do you know that podcast, Stephen? I must say I cherry picked uh, all of the Sunbow run. Uh, I haven't listened to him since he started delving into the Deke stuff. Presumably right. he, he hit up old Dragonfire shortly after we we finished up that delightful detour. Uh, he's got a great radio voice. I love his um, his featurettes. You know? Yeah. Joe on Joe salutes Footloose or who you know, whoever the, the character mm -hmm. of the week is. Um, that's awesome. The guests are great. I couldn't place him hearing his voice when I just listened to the podcast. I'm like you. I cherry pick. Uh, but after this, I'm a listener. Uh, you got me. But he's the first, like, legit Joe Media I've encountered. Uh, of course, there's other people. But like I said, 110, that's, that's not a joke. We both know that. So that dude is from the Windy City, moved to Tinseltown. He's been in a couple social circles, and he uh, he can talk. Like, I was spitting, you know, the three questions. Damn, they were good answers, guys. But wanted to say it was a pleasure meeting you, Joe. He's a big dude. That's two big dudes in Joe Media. Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, I think that, I think that uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll chat him up again soon. I think I'm going to uh, team up with him uh, on his podcast for a minute. But uh, let's get to uh, let's get to Larry Hama. I had no expectations about that, but I went straight forward. I said, you know, uh, you mind if I hang out? Day one, I sat there for 30 minutes. That's like never meeting somebody that you've been reading for 30 years, and then you get to hang out. <laughs> oh, one thing about cons is you're freaking hungry, or you're thirsty, or you have to go to the bathroom. 
It's it's one of those three. So, like, not me, brother. Oh man. No. <laughs> well, no. But perhaps I've got? never spent long enough at a convention. I'm always in a rush yeah. to go somewhere else. That's my problem. Chattanooga, however, <laughs> I ain't going nowhere. I kind of think that the Joe Con will be kind of tame, but I think that might be an awesome thing. Because the smaller, the smaller the con that I've been to, the realer the people. And, of course, the people at the big cons are realer, but damn, they're cattle too, you know? So... I think you need to take into consideration this is the final JoeCon. I think yeah. it'll draw a bigger crowd by virtue of that than ever before. I don't well, know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not basing this on anything. Well, like, this is me kind of speaking my mind, and I probably shouldn't. But one of the panels that I hit, I hit two panels on day two. But one of the panels I hit was uh, how, to, how to publish your first comic or something. And they were, they were kind of talking about marketing. And one thing that shocks me, it still shocks me, there's a huge comic book store down in San Diego, North County, uh, where my family lives. I always drop in there just to chat up the people that run it. As you know, a lot of comic book stores are going out of business. That's a real head scratcher. But I always ask them, I go, how many Joe comics do you guys sell? There's one of the biggest military bases about 10 minutes away. Which Shipwreck grew up in the shadow of. There you go, brother. When everything was kind of unraveling for Joe uh, lately, they were saying that they didn't even bother ordering six books. And I'm like, this is a military property that the military isn't involved in. I'm, not, I'm getting off course. Hama doesn't give an inch. I'm not, I'm not going to say too much just because I learned a lot this weekend. And I'm not going to go too deep into it because uh, I'll, I'll, I'll start to feel it. But I did on day two... Uh, like I said, the dude was completely generous. Oh, and this is kind of funny. He offered me when we were sitting there, he's like, he busted out like these little, I don't know. It was like some kind of soy bagel or some, I don't, I don't know guys. It was something I'm I, it, anyway. He's like, he's like, Oh, I have this coconut something or other. Would you like one? Here's a little history about me and coconut. Like if I'm out with my lady and she says, let's order something coconut on the menu. That's sullied some evenings. Like, that's how much I dislike coconut. If Palma offers you a coconut bagel, you eat that thing. I did. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. But uh, day two, I, I saw two things. I saw him open up for the first time. And that was when he started chatting with a vet. Like, when people walk up to Palma, it's decades of reading books that they still remember. And so... That's weird when you're meeting somebody and you think you understand, but, you know, it's it's that nervousness. Do you know what I'm saying? Have you had any of that? Ah, uh, man. Nothing on the same scale as meeting the guy whose words I've poured over more than any, any other writer in my life. <laughs> well, I, I think you're going to see that moment. I hope we both do. Mm. But I, I didn't know how to act, guys. I kind of casually, he was talking up the vet. He asked this vet so many cool questions. The guy was looking at me, like, trying to, like, confirm that it was actually happening. Oh, nice. I kind of broke out the mic, the recorder, because I was like, the guy's in the zone. I, I, we, we chatted for probably about 40 minutes. I can't, I can't release that. One thing I learned is so, sometimes you just got to be there. 
And that's, you know, I did learn. Um, I, I want to thank, I want to thank Mr. Hama. I want to thank friggin' WonderCon. But it was, it was, a, it was a weekend, Stephen. My lady broke off a picture day three with with me and Hama. Uh, I asked him to sign a, a comic book, uh, number thirty three, with a Cobra Commander on the cover, if you recall. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, so it was once in a life, you know. That's it. That's it. <laughs> well, you have my envy, bro. That is very, very, very cool. This is so many old, old, imp- I, I, I say old. So many important people came up and shook Hama's hands. People that had no business at that convention came up and were like, thank you, sir. You know, I'm like, that dude runs TV channels and he's, he knows like it's, they came to the convention just to see him. Hmm. Like there's something anyway, you know, I'm just talking. (laughs) I never got around to asking you what beverage you had drawn. Oh, it's not nearly as exciting. I'm trying to keep my mind sharp. Uh, just some five-hour water, which is my own kind of sick cocktail. So, yeah, nothing too special, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, that was that was. I don't think uh, I don't think I'm I'm supposed to interview Larry. I think the most I can do is is kind of kind of just soak up what he is to these people that. Uh, you know, that have rallied around the brand for, for what, three decades now? Four? I don't know. Yep, it's coming up on four. Oh, man. Yeah. Crazy. Dude, dude. Um, what's going on with you, Stephen? Are you, are you, how many shows are you doing this week? Uh, we have Easter Friday off, but that just All means right. we have two shows on Easter Sunday. Uh, <laughs> you know, no rest for the wicked, and I've been really bad. Some of my folks are kind of bummed about that. It's typically, Easter Sunday is a big uh, family lunch event. All right. So I'm like a- eternally grateful that I have work that day. Nice. I'm kidding. I love my family. Family's cool. Um, From a distance. <laughs> but I just <laughs> come out of my first day off in about three or four weeks. I lost count. But it's been a bit, bit, a busy time working three different jobs, trying to put together enough dough to secure this uh, this Jocon thing, and make sure that my bills back home still get paid. <laughs> Stress about our Jocon account. I, I might have had to spend it all. Just joking. Just joking. <laughs> yeah. Well, That's you'll you'll not so much have to uh, be accountable to me or the boys, but perhaps accountable to. The Joe Net, the multitude of friends and fans out there who've contributed to date. No, I I think, and I don't I don't know if uh, how how all of this will play out exactly, but originally we were thinking about heading south to New Orleans because that's a one of a kind city. But I think since you guys are looking to push off from NYC, I think we're going to get some White House tours, guys. Like <laughs> I think we're going to take a shot. I know Paul's not looking for it, but dude, if we can go to see the wall, you know what wall I'm talking about in DC. That's it's going to be a hell of a week. Uh, but yeah, the hell Gotta you say, it. man. I could very Gotta happily waste away a few days in the Big Apple, to be honest. Mm, I feel that. Just imagine, imagine what it's like uh, for a couple of third world kids, big kids. 
walking on 42nd Street for the first time. Come on. You, you guys better, like, put your wallets in your sock or something. I don't want anything <laughs> bad to happen to you guys. Bro, um, I walked the mean streets of uh, Johannesburg. That's right. I've seen some shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right, brother. That's that's all. I had I had to get that stuff out. Uh, I'm glad you did, you man. Me do that. I'm glad you did. Uh, though I'm still trying to piece together what exactly went down. But I guess, and this is, I suppose, podcast suicide. But we're all friends here. I guess, listeners, you're gonna have to look up 30 minutes of Diabolical, the Squid Nova podcast. To get the full story. No, the full story is coming to this timeline, but I'm just gonna edit, you know, because it's it's a con it's a con interview, so I'm just gonna edit it down and then I'll 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 knock it out on this uh, GI Joe Berg. Oh, I don't wonderful. think we're gonna do any. Yeah. Okay. Take uh, back you, what you I know just how said, this, brother. I had a rather splendid weekend. I got down with some toys this weekend. Uh, it being my first day off in a while, I kind of secluded myself and. Did nothing productive, just got out what I consider the the, the, the early classic run of G.I. Joe, that being 82 to 85, uh, all the toys that I possess in those eras, and just admired them. I had uh, stingers towing asps assaulting the 1983 Joe HQ. I really appreciated the Fang helicopter for its... You know, if you can overlook the suicidal nature of uh, the pilot position, <laughs> it's such a solidly built toy. It's really cool. It's a absolute joy. Just such a wonderful era of G.I. Joe toys. And I got my Mobat out. How do you secure your Mobat's battery door? Because that just pops out at the slightest sign of trouble. I, I don't I don't have a Mobat on hand. Oh shame. Well, I yeah. I got so frustrated that I taped it down, and now it works better than ever. Like I have that thing climbing <laughs> up books, steps, rocks. Uh, I posted a very brief video on Facebook of the Mobat towing the Rolling Thunder. <laughs> if you're familiar with the Rolling Thunder toy, you know that it is large, long, and weighs enough to put its own axles in danger of snapping. So to have a Mobat tow that, I'm very proud of my little Mobat. She's a tough little workhorse. She still functions just fine. You were mentioning uh, your YouTube uh, stuff. Is there a difference between making a YouTube video and doing a live stream? How do you feel different about that experience? Oh, it was the coolest thing ever. On on Saturday evening, Rob and I, I mean, we had a nominal reason to do it, and that was uh, an unboxing of a toy that I got that afternoon. Uh, a Joe dealer has been trying to offload this Ninja Lightning Cycle for 18 months now, uh, who had been bugging me about it. When I watched Sanitarium Productions unboxing of the same toy, I was like, what the hell, let me cave, get it, maybe I can avoid breaking it in the same place. Well, the long and short of that is, no, I didn't. It snapped in the front forks. It is a appallingly piss-poor design job. Uh, the plastic is way too thin. I think even when this plastic was mint and fresh, it's too weak to uh, snap the front wheel into place without breaking the fork. 
that's my conjecture. I just imagine this was an absolute heartbreaker of a toy to many a child that got it and uh, broke it the very same day. Hence, they became peg warmers, I believe, uh, which is why I managed to find a mint and sealed box version some 25 to 30 years after the fact. Anyway, we decided to do a live event, and what fun. Just, you know, sitting in front of the camera, having people respond and interact with you in the moment. Uh, you know, no, no, one, no one asked us to, to take our clothes off. Shame. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's not a pay-per-view situation. Do you think, you know, with with your uh, kind of experience being on stage and stuff, do you ever see yourself becoming like a, a Twitch streamer? Not gamer, but like variety type? I have no idea what any of those words you just said mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not as hip as you might think, Kujo, a Twitch gamer or streamer. Well, it's funny you should ask that. Uh, one of our first live stream ideas that Paul and I batted about was to do a live play of uh, the G.I. Joe Nintendo game. That needs to happen. Yeah, and I wanted to somehow design it so that the viewers would be able to see the screen, you know, see how Paul's doing, but mm -hmm. also be able to see us on the couch, what energy drinks we happen to be <laughs> knocking back. Yeah. Conspicuously and placed. Yeah. What, what action figures we we happen to be uh, uh, splaying out and debating and and messing with? Paul would be the controller jockey, and Rob and I would be sure. the, the peanut gallery. I think you're talking her. yourself into getting a GI Joeberg Twitch channel. I mean, dude, <laughs> retro retro streaming. That's people like that simpler times. And dude, you freaking know GI Joe is coming back. The thing about it is, uh, I mean, if if it's just a playthrough, you can find those playthroughs on YouTube. You've got to have the added dimension of the personality and and the live nature of it. It's like it's like you know days of yore when you'd be staying up late into the night, perched in front of your TV set, maybe you and a friend, maybe you did it solo, just endlessly trying to complete that game. It's a bygone era now. No one likes their games to be as challenging as the old eight bit. Consolers. Side side scrolling nightmares. Jeez, yeah. and how three continues and you're done. Start from the <laughs> top again. <laughs> well dude, most of those nights ended like all those awesome memories are chased by the next day when your parents are just yelling at you and you feel like shit. Because you didn't sleep at all. <laughs> and you feel like you might have burnt out your your Nintendo entertainment system because you left it on all night oh. so that you could pick up the next day <laughs> did you guys who had super mario brothers who did you have that or did a friend i acquired super mario brothers 3 which was the business that game is oh my God. beautiful yeah uh but like everyone had uh super mario brothers because by the time i was playing 8-bit cartridge games like you had the collected cartridges like the sort of 101s and Mario was a staple all right Steven I'm all burned out brother really really I thought you were got? knocking back that five-hour water man yeah yeah I mean 
It's more like 45-minute water. <laughs> well, I pace it, you know? I, it doesn't burn up your stomach like it would if you just shot it. Perhaps this week, uh, since you asked about what my weekend's looking like, and I said I've got Friday off, if uh, my partner in crime is also not working and his back is, <laughs> is healed because he's... Uh, had a bit of back issues recently. Um, perhaps we'll knock out some footage for Atlantis Factor Part 4. Featuring something that's big and grey and bristling with firepower. Wow. Land, sea, or air? Nah, that's all you get, sorry. <laughs> oh, damn it. But it's something that G.I. Joburg to date has not um, covered in any of its videos. Yeah, yeah, it's got to happen. Oh, one more little hint. It is airdroppable by a C-130. All right. What could it be? <laughs> mm. Watch this space. All right, Stephen. Let's call this a night. I, let, I'll drop that. Uh, I'll, when, when this drops, we'll drop the Stratoviper V Wild Weasel. I'm sure that'll be tasty. Okay, well, that was 180. 13 G.I. Joburg, which, I mean, I suppose it happens uh, gradually enough, but that's a pretty high number, actually. A lot of G.I. Joe podcasts have fallen by the wayside. I mean, I think we've surpassed the episode counts of What's on Joe Mind, or close to, and they were like a weekly podcast. Anyways, I'm not bragging, I'm just saying, G.I. Joburg, hell... We ain't going anywhere, guys. Don't worry. You can hang your hats in Joburg. Well, no one can see the future, Stephen. But it's worth mentioning that uh, Full Force is pinging. I think I got two podcasts from them this week. Uh, hmm. Joe on Joe Media doesn't miss a week. Of course, you got G.I. Joburg. And on YouTube Affairs, you got uh, Joe Battlelines with uh, Just Another Joe Show. So... I think there's a little something for everybody. Well, not HCC everybody, but... HCC788 has a rigorous release schedule. That guy is super diligent. Well done, Brian. Did you see him out in the wild last time? <laughs> Call that the wild. <laughs> <laughs> Point taken. Point taken. No, um, it's, it's very encouraging. I want to see more of that. Come on, Brian. Take your definitely. toys into the jungle. I, I don't know how long he's been doing videos, but I like it, dude. Jonah is pretty friggin' awesome. Uh, we're forgetting people, we know it, but yeah. If, if you're doing something in Joe and you're doing it on the regular, let us know if I'm missing you. Nice, and the obligatory punt. If you like G.I. Joburg, you like what we do, you'd like to see more of it, and you'd like to hear some stories coming out of JoeCon 2018, well, we'd very much like to get there. So far, we need about $2,800 in order to sleep easy at night, knowing that uh, our trip will be adequately covered. That's a lofty goal, but we've got over two months to raise it, and I do believe that if we got a little bit of help from everyone listening to this show, we'd be able to make it in fine style. Yo, Joe. Yeah, Cujo out. Uh, hell of a weekend. Hell of a wonder con. Adios, everybody. Play with your toys. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye.